When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, filthy animals, to the 42nd episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, January 13th, 2017. With me again today is Brandon, Big Papa Stark. Wow, you got me at the Stark part. I just lost my line. Uh, here's Johnny. It's about the eighth time you've done that on this show, but that's your that's your uh, thing. That's, that's your thing. thing. And with us again is Vinny Malentino. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> is that going to be yours? I'm going to. <laughs> he's, he's how going you doing? <laughs> I'm going to make a bet. Got the Italian name, so we're going we're to do shots for every time because you said eight times I've done that. We're going to put a shot up for every time I didn't do that. Okay. You okay. Every time you do a new one? No, no. I'm saying no. Every time, because you said that I did that line. Yeah. Here's times. Johnny. Yeah. So we're going to have to go back, review. I, I might. If he's wrong, <laughs> he's doing those shots on live, on the radio. Okay. I might be. Podcast, I'm, pro- I'm probably exaggerating about the eight. But anyways. He locked himself in. We got people. a great show for you guys today. Brandon usually asks me, oh, what are we going to tap tonight? But he's not going to ask me that this time around. We're going to go over some box office results obviously but then we're gonna go over the golden globe winners because hey golden globes were this weekend we're gonna give our silence review the new marty scorsese movie and we got a lot of movie news to get to so sit back relax let's talk some movies so we had the box office results and i didn't even have to fade that out that literally the music stopped right as i finished there so interesting you got it on the time perfect Perfect. It's like it new. That's right. All right. Box office results, fellas. What you got? January 6th through the 8th. That weekend. Coming in at number one in its third week, but its first wide uh, weekend is Hidden Figures with $22.8 bumping down. Uh, to number two was Rogue One with 22 million in its fourth week. Uh, at number three, we had Sing with 20.7 million. Number four, Underworld Blood Wars with 13.6 million. And at number five, we had Good Old La La Land. Made it into the uh, number five spot with 10.1 million. Represent. Yeah, that's right. I'm so happy to see Lala there, Lala Land there in the top five in its fifth week, but it's finally, you know, getting getting legs. It's getting word of mouth, uh, and obviously, this past Golden Globes uh, certainly helps. It'll even, I think, it'll help even more this coming weekend's box office results. But yeah, Rogue One getting bumped down by uh, Hidden Figures. What do you guys think about that? No, that's pretty surprising. I didn't expect that at Definitely all. Definitely surprising. Um, hidden hidden, hidden fences. Yeah, hidden <laughs> fences is the words of Michael Keaton. Michael <laughs> Keaton would say on the Golden Globes. You know, I'm looking a little bit further down the list. I know we don't go over the top ten, but man, passengers, wow. 
110 million dollar budget's only at 80 million so far at the box office. Really? I, yeah, I heard bad things. Assassin's Creed. This is, is even worse. Assassin's Creed, $125 million budget, $49 million so far at the box office. That's, that's taken it? a whooping. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's that's. I was all sad. excited, too, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I think everybody was. Yeah, people thought this was going to be the, finally the video game movie that, you know... Changed the game. Saved, yeah, changed the game, saved video game movies, so it's... You know, it's not not looking good for it because it's getting terrible reviews, terrible box office. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll get more into the box office uh, later on in the show at the end. All right, let's uh, jump into the Golden Globes were this weekend. Um, and this uh, this pretty much sums it up right here, guys. This <laughs> right here. This basically sums up the Golden Globes right here. That, of course, is a song from La La Land. Yes, could you? Yes, singing. I just wanted to play the music, and then you go come in with your beautiful voice. That was me right there. What are you yep. Uh, so, yeah, Golden Globes uh, this weekend, guys. Um, La was, La Land sweet, man. Yeah, La La Land. I mean, I'm going to get into some of the categories here, but yeah, La La Land sweep. Seven, seven Golden Globes. Uh, out of record, seven. yeah, seven for seven record for Golden Globes. Um, but yeah, first of all, I mean the show. I, I was actually very uh, happy with the show. Jimmy Fallon, I thought, did a great job as host. He didn't do too bad. Yeah, I like Questlove in the background too. Yeah, <laughs> that was <pretty laughs> Questlove cool. didn't yeah. help, you know, like, or he helped. Excuse me. Yeah, no, he definitely helped. He was awesome, just showing there, you know, playing, doing his thing with the with the pick in his hair. You know, yeah, that's 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 my dude right there, man. What you know about the roots, man? <laughs> what do you know about the roots, kids? Son, son, son. I got all the past four albums. I'm just kidding. I got past nine albums. All right. So yeah, yeah. let's just go over some of the winners oh, here, real quick. Uh, one that I was happy about, obviously. First of all, screenplay, best original screenplay. You had Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Of course. He was up against Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, Tom Ford, Nocturnal Animals, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, and Ter- uh, Taylor Sheridan for uh, Hell or High Water. Um, yeah, I think he was, I saw basically four of the five uh, on there. And yeah, I mean, it's, I, I have no no complaints there. I think he's, who should have won? Yeah. No, definitely. I think, uh <laughs> I mean, I was pretty happy about. I know it's a movie show, but I was pretty happy about Atlanta winning. Yeah, and Donald Glover winning, and I was a little disappointed Game of Thrones didn't win. But I know that's TV. I was looking for some love for Westworld, but you thought Westworld was going to win, beat over Game of Thrones? Uh, No, never. Well, I've never Uh, watched Game of Thrones, so to me, yes, yes, I think you watched Game of Thrones. I did, but I thought they were going to actually win that too. You think Westworld was going to win? Westworld was going to win. Something different, man. Still on my cue. Something different, I thought. And then we had uh, director uh, was uh, Damien Chazelle again for La La Land. I mean, you can't deny the direction in that movie. He was up against Tom Ford for Nocturnal Animals, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight, Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge, Kenneth Lonergan for uh, Manchester by the Sea. Again, uh, can't argue that at all. Um, And then we get into some of the... uh, the acting categories. This one was uh, a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, so best supporting actor in a motion picture uh, was the winner was Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, for Nocturnal Animals. 
you know that was on my list. I know, I know. I mean, I was, I was really I was, surprised too. Yeah, I was surprised. He but was, was surprised. If you if you watch it and see his face, well, yeah. Who were you guys expecting to win that category? I was expecting the guy from Moonlight. Yeah, that Mahershala was the, Ali. He was getting all the hype. Yeah, so Mahershala Ali for Moonlight was nominated. Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water. Even Jeff Bridges, like you think the the guy from Kick Ass and Godzilla is gonna beat up, beat off Jeff Bridges? No right. way. And then Simon Helberg uh, for Florence Foster Jenkins, Dev Patel for Lion. But yeah, I'm, I was super stoked to see Aaron Taylor Johnson win. Yeah, I no, his, so was I. He was amazing in it. Yeah, I thought his performance was very scary. stellar in it. Scary. Did not seem like Aaron Taylor Johnson. It was that character. Which that's what you want uh, in your actor. It's just uh, I thought, yeah, I thought Mahershala Ali would take it. Um, but yeah, I I was very happy to see him win. And then I mean, supporting actress. I mean, that seemed, I mean, like it was no surprise at all. I mean, that's which one was it? Viola, Viola uh, Davis for the Fences. Snot, the snot. Does yeah, it? The, the snot. Uh, Naomi Harris was nominated for Moonlight. Nicole Kidman, Lion. Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Uh, Michelle, Williams, Michelle Williams, I really think could have won it for Manchester by the Sea. I mean, she was just—you y- just felt what she was feeling in her performance. I think she, you know, that. I mean, just one scene alone could have won her this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I can't argue Viola Davis. Davis, I hear she's captivating in that movie as well. Yeah, no, she, she's really good in, in Fences. She's probably the best thing about Fences. Right. And Denzel would be runner-up. She's just amazing in it. And when you when you actually watch the movie and think about the things that she goes through in the movie, she handles it in such like a realistic way. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you can't you can't tell just from the crying skit that they show you until you actually watch the movie. Yeah. And when her and Denzel go through this conflict in the movie, it's just dude, she deserves everything. Well, yeah, because she 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 sold me just with that. Michelle scene. Williams is my girl, but it, Viola Davis is going to take everything this year. Viola Davis uh, sold me with that scene alone, and you know, and I didn't have context, so I can only imagine how it was with actual context. Yeah, when you find out why that scene's going down, yeah, it's even it hits you. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, and then we'll jump into the more major acting categories. So actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy, uh, nominated was Colin Farrell for The Lobster, Hugh Grant for Florence Foster Jenkins, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, and Jonah Hill, War Dogs. The winner was Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Whoa, whoa. Of course I was happy about that. Um, I, I, I honestly, I... I only the only other one I actually saw on this was Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool, um, and I I didn't think I, I loved Deadpool. I loved Ryan Reynolds' performance in it, but uh, Ryan Gosling just in La La Land. I mean, when when you compare musical and comedy in the same yeah. category, it's it's kind of hard for a comedy to be beat out such a drama, you know, Oscar bait movie like La La Land. So I mean, it was it was kind of hard for him not to win. So it'll be interesting to see once the SAG Awards get here what happens. But yeah, I was happy to see that. I've heard a couple of people actually say The Lobster, Colin Farrell, right? Have yeah. you read a couple? The Colin Farrell is amazing in The Lobster, from what I hear, and he should have won from a couple of lists that I've read. Saying hmm. that, you know when they say who will win and who should win, right. Colin Farrell's been on a lot of lists. I don't know if it's indie enough for Big Maybe Papa. Maybe I'll have to check out the lobster over La La Land. <laughs> the lobster. Any uh, any thoughts on any of these winners so far, Brandon? No, not really. <laughs> I'm gonna be very not opinionated on this part. Um, this year, the awards. I said it last year. Award season. This gets been 
all kind of feeling weird inside. <laughs> I know, but uh, it's weird. Sometimes I hit Santa across from him because he just looks at me very weird during uh, award season. But you know, what? hey man, kudos. Thank you. Actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Uh, nominated uh, was Annette Benning, 20th Century Women. Lily Collins, Rules Don't Apply. Haley Steinfeld for The Edge of Seventeen. Emma Stone for La La Land. Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Like we already told you, La La Land swept. So <laughs> Emma Stone for La La Land won that one. I was so happy. Oh, me too. I almost. I mean, she's like, I want to thank my mom. Starts crying. I'm like, I almost cried with her. Too. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, even La La Land. Every every speech for La La Land. Every speech. Right, the me. best like, speeches, right? <laughs> yeah. La La Land got all the wins and I, the best speeches. I might be a little biased at this point, but seriously, yeah, they're, they're, they had the, the yeah. <laughs> they wow. had the best speeches. I guess I'm have to keep it reality here for the rest yes. of the listeners. These two are definitely biased when it comes to this. La La Land, we will be biased. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, with the I think they both had t-shirts. They have matching t-shirts on Yeah, there, right yeah. now I got Ryan Gosling right, giving his speech on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but, but honestly, I mean, Ryan Gosling, it'll be tougher for him when he's in the category with, you know, the, the drama category actors. But Emma Stone uh, still, ha- she ha- she's actually has a shot when she's nominated for SAG and Oscars. And did you uh, get to, to the best win. actress drama yet? Or We're no? getting there. Okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. So first... Uh, one second here. Uh, so, best actress, um, actor in a musical or comedy. We had supporting actress, supporting actor, director, screenplay. And then next, where is the actress? Anyways, I'm just going in order here. So, best actor in a motion picture drama. Um, nominees, Casey Affleck for Ma- Manchester by the Sea, Joel Egerton, uh, Edgerton for Loving, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Vigo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Winner was Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. Um, I mean, it, once Viola Davis won, I was not worried. I just was kind of thinking maybe Denzel might pull uh you know, pull out the win, but uh, I was so happy to see Casey Affleck won. I w- really would have been happy for Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic because his performance in that is got to be the best, one of the best, or if not the best performance in his career. I but, actually thought about you when they showed him. I was like, yes, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's the movie Ben's been preaching to me. Yep, definitely see it. But Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Killed you have no arguments from me here. Um, Two totally different roles, but I could, oh, yeah. Denzel's already won twice. So, so, so I could. Uh, so we're keeping track of numbers now. No, it's, it's politics, bro. Okay, I'm they right. have to keep track of numbers. Yeah. The, on, like on winners, they they keep track of nominations and winners, especially and, Golden Globes. I mean, Oscars, I think, is a little different in that regard. But but yeah, especially Golden Globes, I, I can see that coming into play. And then we had Best Actress um, in a Motion Picture Drama. This was one of the other big surprises of the night. Uh, Nominees were Amy Adams for Arrival, Jessica Chastain for Miss Sloan, Isabel Hubert for Elle, Ruth Nega for Loving, and Natalie Portman for Jackie. The winner was Isabella Hubert for Elle, the foreign language film. That was a total surprise. I think I was, and most people were expecting Natalie Portman to take it. Yeah. Uh, as much as you know, bad. I spoke about Jackie. Um, but Emma Emma Stone has a better chance technically now. A little bit, kind of. Does it? Does it? 
If you win the yeah. Golden Globes, does it actually reflect the Oscars all the time, or a little no, bit? Is there a pattern go, at yeah, all? Golden Globes, because she didn't, and Natalie Portman didn't win anything, and at least Emma won musical yeah, or comedy. This is true, but but it's it's different. I mean, Golden Globes aren't really going to have any bearing. I mean, the year Sean Penn won for Milk, uh, Mickey Rourke won for uh, for Best Support. That's right. Uh, Mickey Rourke oh, won God. the Golden Globe. <laughs> Mickey Rourke won the Golden Globe. No, uh, I remember George Clooney like swept the house for uh, Descendants, and he didn't win any. Oscar. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't win. He, that was stolen by uh, the artist. But he actors, still won actor. for comedy, though. Is what I'm saying. He wasn't nominated for drama, right? Um, but yeah, Isabel Hubert was super surprising to everyone. Um, and then I don't know uh, anything about them. L. Me neither. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's subtitled everything French, right? Yeah, it's yeah. indie, real indie. It's, Real any Big Papa's favorite. Very big indie. Papa's favorite. I love it. Is there enough chairs? Send it more my way. There's not enough chairs in this movie. <laughs> Too many chairs, actually. Too many chairs. Uh, best animated film, uh, Zootopia won, which a lot of people were thinking Moana was going to win. Finding um, Dory didn't even get nominated. I'm a little disappointed. I know. I know. Finding um, Dory was good. Was not better un- than Finding Nemo. I wasn't going to go there. but it, Okay. I don't know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> all right. It was good. It was good. It wasn't as good as Finding Nemo. But it, it was good. And then uh, most impi- uh, best picture, musical, or comedy. Nominees were 20th Century Women, Deadpool, Florence Foster Jenkins, La La Land, and Sing Street. Winner, again, La La Land swept. It was La La, La Land. Um, Sing Street, I was happy to see nominated. New, better go see. There was no chance that was going to win, but I was happy it was nominated. And then best motion picture drama. Nominees, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, and Lion. Winner was Moonlight. So, Which none of us have seen. No, no. I mean, I've seen every... What would you do right now if I told you I actually saw Moonlight? What would you guys... How, oh, high would you be, how high would you be if I told I'd you I saw Moonlight? I'd be pretty hyped if you gave us a, a review well, on the spot. Why don't I put you on a review blast right now, kid? Go. Let me hit you with that one, two, two, five, five, five. You saw five. Moonlight? No, hell... No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I did that, not. That I did it's not. Like, but what if? But, but what if? if? <laughs> I want to... No, honestly, we're going to have a whole show dedicated to your La La Land review, though. Because we want to know what you think. If it was indie enough for you. If oh. there was enough chairs. I'm just waiting for those indie awards to come out, boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little Jackie in there, okay? I bet you are. I bet you are. See, so, yeah, a Moonlight one there. But, yeah, it was a great show. Um, typically, the movie I want to win doesn't win, so it's happy to see. What were you going for, actually, for drama? Drama. Manchester. Yeah, Manchester. Yeah. I mean, I had a f- feeling. Moonlight. I mean, if I was a betting man, I would have said Moonlight, but... I would have gone with yeah Manchester or Hell or High Water, but okay. hmm. I can't knock it if I haven't seen it. So, hmm. well, let me ask you this, Benjamin, for our fans here that are not okay. I hate you. For our fans who are not so inclined to award shows, like you, what's Moonlight about? No, not no. Hasn't uh, uh, she asked them like so the process as far as awards go? Why don't you tell our fans the order of the awards? The, the, there's a process. What do you mean the order? Um, the order of the award show ceremonies. What, what do we got coming up? Okay. The, the, so that just what the schedule yes. is for please, awards. Please, please. That's please. all it was. I was expecting something bigger. But I, know, okay. I, know. I was thinking you put them on the spot for something. The like. process. So the next big one is the uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards or the SAG Awards for short. SAGs for for the layman. Um, we have on. I don't want to say it wrong. It's either the 22nd or 29th. Way to put me in the spot here. SAG Awards is on Sunday. SAG Awards. Guys, talk about something real quick. What would you think of uh, Jimmy Fallon? 
I thought he was great. I loved that uh, little opening. I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais. I thought I always think of Ricky Gervais is coming on. He's going to make fun of everybody. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon was all right. It seemed like his opening monologue was kind of short, didn't well, it? Yeah, but it and, seemed kind of well, short. He, he got thrown off too because that uh, the teleprompter was the teleprompter so. kind of threw him off. I know. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, it was definitely Ricky short. But, but yeah, typically Jimmy the the, the monologue uh, or the host is gonna you know totally tear apart the audience, whereas Jimmy Fallon is more of a you know yeah <laughs> yeah kind, yeah. kind of the kind of the guy celebrities actually like. So yeah. he kind of yeah, was standoffish there. But we have the SAG Awards are the next ones. Those are kind of more prestigious even than the Golden Globes just because they're, you know, basically peers voting on peers, the actors voting for actors. Um, so that one that one is also really telling to for the Oscars. Who, yeah, who who might win the Oscar for actors. What'd you think of Meryl Streep's acceptance speech? Uh, no comment on that. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Okay. Okay. Just leave that one alone. And then uh, and then the Academy Awards are Sunday, February 26th. Uh, those are the Oscars. The Oscar nominations come out Tuesday, January 24th. And last week, I might have said they came out this past Tuesday, but I was mistaken if I said that. It is the 24th uh, of this month. That's basically a week before, or a little less than a week before the SAG Awards. Our show, two shows from now, we'll go over the just the nominations real quick on that. And then the show after that, we'll obviously go over the winners for the SAG Awards. And then when we get closer to the Academy Awards, we'll have a preview of that and discuss winners after afterwards. All right. So for the last time, the SAG Awards are pretty much spot on for the most part. Yes, I mean I'll I, haven't, I haven't checked statistics on it since last year, so I'm a little iffy. But but yeah, they're they're pretty accurate to who who's going to win, who wins the SAG Award, wins the Oscar. Typically, again, it's not 100, percent but. For the most part, yes. Still, no prediction on best picture. Uh, it's always it's, best ensemble, but I mean, it's different for right. Best yeah, best ensemble for SAG awards. La La Land's not even nominated for best ensemble because it, I mean, it's just them two. So I mean, a, a, a lot of these other films have like they're basically an ensemble. I mean, they're they're There's lots fences. Of, Don't tell me fences. fences is on there. Yeah, fences. Are you kidding me? What do you mean? Are you kidding me? Denzel and Viola Davis are the only people worth watching in that movie. Wow, if, if if that's the case, yeah, I'm shocked that La La Land isn't nominated for that. But Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone both are nominated uh, in the single, you know, categories. So yeah, that's that's interesting. But what, what else? One uh, best ensemble. Do you have people. do you have Make it Baba. right there? I'm pretty sure this is it. Oh, you got it. Um, see, so yeah, oh, Hidden Figures, Fences, oh, Captain Fantastic. Oh, I hope that wins. It'll probably that one will probably be Manchester by the Sea though. Um, with Casey Affleck, um, the 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 kid he his nephew uh, Lucas Hedges. Yeah, he's nominated for Dude, best he supporting. Was, he was amazing yeah. in that movie. Plus, you have Michelle Williams. Michelle so Williams. I, I could see that taking it. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, Kyle Chandler. That's right. Dude, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler's very boss. underrated. Kyle performance. Boss. I would be so happy if Captain Fantastic takes it. But yeah, I think it'll go to Manchester. But we'll go over this uh, in uh, next week. No, two weeks from now. We'll go over the nominees more in depth. Unless, did you want me to go no, over them now? We, no, okay. we'll we need, you know, we need to save content for you know later shows. Giving you guys a little behind the scenes conversation here. Yeah. All right. Oh. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Twenty-five years in the making. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-five years in the making was Martin Scorsese's Silence. 
that opens wide this weekend. It technically is a 2016 movie because it was released um, in uh, New York and L.A. in 2016. It had premieres there. So definitely keep an eye on it for Academy Awards, and we'll explain why as we go into our review of Silence. I gave silence there. Do you see what I did? I, I saw what you did there. For effect. Very That's creative. Why. Very nice. All right, so silence. We went to the press screener for it, and I, I'm speechless. All right, it was good. All right, and your review? No. All right, so let's... Not uh, first off, not, we were... Not we, enough. We showed up. We saw it at, like, what, 8 o'clock? It's about a three-hour-long movie, and we were taking bets on who would fall asleep first, and we all stayed awake on the edge yep. of our seat the whole time. Absolutely. So that kind of gives you an idea. I mean, it's, it's not that exciting the whole time. I'll get into it, uh, obviously. But all right, so let's let's first talk about what we liked about it. Then we'll talk about what we didn't like, then give our overall thoughts on it. So, Brandon, why don't you start us off? What, what did you enjoy about Silence? Oh, look at him getting all prepared. Well, to start off this little convo, the fog, convo, aka conversation, uh, visually stunning, beautiful. I mean, the layout of the movie, the way uh, he used the, uh, the layout of the land, uh, you had sh- shots with mountains, beaches, valleys, just visually stunning by itself. That just That's the first thing I got to point out. I mean, it makes you want to be there, except for what's happening there in, that, in those scenes, but you, you definitely want to be there. Um he was a master at using the natural uh, elements uh, that was given to him. He took full advantage of it. I love the fog. I'm not going to give too much away, but the fog, man, it kept that movie in such a dark tone. It helped build suspense. There's times where, how do I say this without giving it away? There's time where characters are looking at other characters, and then like it's the fog's kind of covering their face, so you can't see the the reaction. You don't know if they're they're good, they're bad, if they're there to help them out. And that, I just loved how he played on the fog. I mean, it literally kept the whole movie in such a depression state um just just the use of the natural elements i definitely appreciated that um like i said we're, we're talking about the mood uh there's a couple of times where there's funny stuff in it but automatically almost minutes later you're snapped back into reality the somberness of the movie the depression of the characters are always constantly present during that whole entire movie uh the actors were great in it uh the well-known actors obviously we'll talk about that in a minute but I got to talk about the supporting actors that I've never seen or heard of. The the Japanese actors they used, oh, my God. You got to think about it this way, man. Like, where do they find these guys? Where do they find these people? They're playing vill- villagers and the Inquisitors. Speaking Japanese. Well, yeah, but someone spoke English, broken English. A little bit of both. But um, you got to love the range of emotions the the supporting actors used. Okay? Because you get obviously you got Garfield, you got Driver, you got Neeson. But these villagers are the ones that grew up with these people that are getting murdered and killed. It's their family. It's their wives. It's their kids. It's their daughters. The the range of emotion these actors used, the supporting actors, I was enthralled with the actors, not even the main actors. For me, at some points, they stole the show for me just to watch their reactions and stuff. It's their family members. I was definitely um, blown away by that. Um, but back to the main actors. Uh, well, actually, going back to that, like even the Inquisitor... Um, the Inquisitor and the guys he kept company with, their facial reactions and stuff, people are getting tortured and killed. They're coming up with smiles on their face. Oh, so calm. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, man, there's a couple of times where literally 
I had a twist in my stomach during some of the scenes because the dude's smiling and it's about to it's about to go down. There's some serious stuff about to happen, and the guy's smiling at him. And like you know, there, there's scenes with the translator. I'm not gonna get into it, but like even the translator, his little scenes that he had, the conversations one on one, you're just like, man, these dudes are sick. They're they sick. are sick and twisted. But I mean, so that that's just the supporting actors. Let's get to the main actors: Driver, Garfield, Neeson. For me, um, they all shined in their performances when they had when they had the chance. To me, I think Driver and Garfield outperformed Neeson. The scenes that Neeson had, I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. I thought they stole the show. Neeson, the scenes he had, yeah, they were great. Yeah, but plus but, Neeson's scenes were very limited. Yeah, but even the scenes he had, I thought he would be like the one that kind of stole the, kind of when his part would come and he would steal it. But I didn't. I think Garfield outshined him and the scenes they had together. Um, but Garfield, to me, strong performance emotionally. Every range of uh, emotion was on display. From having hope to being absolutely the lowest you can be as a human being. And it was just on display for you. I physically felt for the dude. I was uh, blown away by his performance. Um, so that's that's pretty much my thing on it as far as uh, the good. Okay. All right, Penny, what, uh, what, did, what did you like about it? I mean, and did you have anything to interject with what Brandon said? I mean, he definitely touched on a lot. So, I mean, we can, we, we can, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just, just, just start talking. Talk. I mean, talk. yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I liked it when we came out and then I loved it. Like the yeah. past couple of days that I was thinking about, I actually texted you like a couple of days after I was like, are you loving this movie right now? Cause I like, I love it more than when we just got out. It resonates. And one thing we could all agree on, I think is that the graphics were really, <laughs> were <laughs> really good. Standing uh, graphics. Battlefield five uh, graphics. Outer yeah, space. Yeah. Shout out to Joey over there. We're, <laughs> we're going to be milking that for a very yeah. long time. Our, our guest last week, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to last week's show and you'll be in on the, the joke. graphics were really good. Graphics were amazing. Andrew Garfield, dude, like when he, when he first started on the screen, you kind of taken by surprise by his accent. Yes. You're looking for, you know, aunt may for a minute there. You know, and then as the movie progresses, he just owns the character. Yep. I'll take his acting performance over Hacksaw Ridge, which was phenomenal. Which was phenomenal. I'll take it in silence over Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, if I, if I was voting in the Oscars, I think I would go silence. I would go silence, and probably won't. And getting back to, I'll get to that. But Adam Driver, wherever he is right now, I hope he's you know out of like a Five Guys eating <laughs> eating something. Holy crap, <laughs> dude! My like God. twenty pounds. I know. This guy. I hope he's eating something. Five Guys Burger King. Wherever he is, I that's, thought he was great. Yeah. Did they say how much he lost for it? Or he lost about like twenty five like, pounds. Something and crazy. he's already and skinny. he's already yeah. skinny. That's very like Christian Bell <laughs> right there, like <laughs> starving himself. Yeah, no, he legit went straight up machinist. Yeah, he went straight up machinist, but he was amazing. And and what I was saying about Japanese, like they were speaking Japanese, like they had they had the accents and they were speaking Japanese. They were owning the roles. Liam Neeson, like for the scenes that you said, he was in small amount of scenes, but he did good. It wasn't like taking Neeson. It was like, oh, Schindler's List Neeson. Yeah. Like yes. actually Neeson that can act. Liam Neeson's movie. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Can I? Can we just touch on Adam Driver again? He's an ugly dude, though. That's one ugly <laughs> Whoa. dude. Whoa. So, hey. This, ugly it, it, this dude's pretty, what, pretty, pretty ugly, pretty ugly what, that movie. what if we ever interview him on the show? Well, oh, then man. you can bring it up and call me out on it, and I'll be like, yeah, I did say that. You look pretty ugly in that <laughs> movie. Homeboy is uh, ugly. <laughs> Homeboy is ugly, and he needs to eat. We pretty much... <laughs> I want to. If you guys get his address can, or something, I want to send him some food. He can stop a laser bullet in midair. <laughs> We're it's watching just, the whole movie. I didn't care if the next scene had plot development, total 
tonal change. Like I just want to see the dude eat something. Yeah, berries, anything. Well, b- before we uh, get any further, uh, it's a movie uh, that follows two uh, Jesuit priests uh, in the 1600s who traveled to J- Japan to locate their lost mentor, who is played by Liam Neeson. The two priests are obviously Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver. Uh, they receive a letter that says he has renounced his faith in public, and the fa- uh, and it's you know obviously in the face of the persecution of Christians uh, that uh, the Japanese government uh, was doing um back in that era just the people who haven't seen it and who are looking to see it that's that's basically the premise anyways go on (laughs) i'm just laughing at brandon dude's ugly (laughs) Uh, good old kylo ren there for you keep Keep the mask on on, please (laughs) you're so ugly keep the mask on but back to what brandon was saying the fog the fog should be like best supporting actor this year absolutely because the way they use the fog with characters hiding and then the fog coming in and kind of like um, blurring them out. It was amazing. Like you said, Japan, it kind of made you feel like you were there. Yeah. Like the climate, you know, yep. made you feel like you were in their weather and like the – it was crazy. It, I feel like I was in uh, – where was it actually in Japan? I forget. Something with they a kept K. In, well, uh, I know Ka- that- I, don't, I know Nagas- Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Japan. I know Nagasaki was one of the ones that, that, like the capital they were trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. But so. it made you feel like you were there, you know, with the fog. I know it sounds stupid, but when you watch the movie, the fog actually You'll really is it. a character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, getting to like the actual plot, uh, it's it's it's, it's it, deep. It's, it's deep. It is deep. And I said when me and when me and Ben were on the. The podcast I said Nocturnal Animals was one of the more thought provoking movies of the year. Silence has the top spot. No, it's, even it's, if you're religious or not religious, it makes you think on anything that's going on. And one of the things I appreciate about the whole movie is that Scorsese, who actually studied to be a priest, if you didn't know that, he actually studied to be a priest before a director. Yeah. He doesn't like hammer yeah, the message to you. Yeah, it's he never... tells the story, the true story, and you take it in your own eyes and you agree with what you want to agree on and you disagree on what you want to disagree on. Yeah. And, and even to touch on that, I mean, there's terrible, terrifying depictions of torture, whether it be physical or mental, but it's not, it's never like too over the top. Like you said, beating, beating you over the head with it. It's, it's, it's yeah. very well done. You know, it's done respectfully, I'd say even. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's one that, you know, just kind of, kind of sinks in and, and the more you let it sink, sink in, the more you appreciate it and you can't help but think just what, what you would do when, yeah. you know, the integrity of your faith or, you know, whatever you believe in. Uh, and it doesn't get preachy for what you should do. Yeah. That's the thing I loved about it is he, yeah. he leaves it to the viewer to make that decision. Yeah, and a lot of directors they'll just hammer like like Oliver Stone for instance. Like when you watch a movie, like he'll just hammer the message to you and be like, "This is what I agree on." But Scorsese kind of left it open. Different characters in the movie make different decisions, and you kind of go with what character you want to go with. You know, yeah. um, the, both the priests make different decisions. Liam Neeson, you know, everything just goes goes in a di- different direction. You kind of just go with what you want to go with. A couple of people honestly walked out. <laughs> Um, I saw a couple people. Walking. I don't know if they were just uncomfortable or with the subject it's, matter, well, or if they were just it was long. I don't know exactly why they walked I mean, out, but we had people walk out. I mean, I know the part when people walked out was definitely one of the torture scenes. I know I saw a couple get up and walk out during. I mean, that. It, it, if you're not prepared for it, they, I mean, it, it can be a little long winded. I mean, that's 
I mean, I wouldn't recommend this movie. If you have a kid, don't take your yeah. kid to this. It's not a kid movie I would take a kid it's to. It's called There's, Silence. Your yeah. kids are loud as hell. Yeah, <laughs> but you, but about. here's the thing, dude. You always have kids. I see kids at any time. We've always see a kid there, and you're just like, really? We're yeah, gonna bring no, this? We did see one, right? Oh, yeah, I'm like, one. this is ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, it's not a kid. This is definitely an adult-oriented movie, and uh, it's a long. Like, like that's, that's what we're t- telling you. It's a long movie. Be prepared to be in your seat. Um, but, I know it's called Silence, but did you notice there was like hardly any music? Yeah, that was one of my first it, points. Every time like something would happen, it would go ding. Yeah, did yeah. you notice that? And it would kind of be it would kind of be yeah. music, but not music. Right. I mean, I loved ding. yeah, I loved the very intense. beginning and end with like the crickets. Yeah, with like, the crickets. crickets in the background, like, and then they just stopped, and then it stopped, and then at the end of the movie, that's how they ended yeah. it with the crickets. And that's how they ended it. And there was a couple silent scenes throughout the movie, by the way. Like you could know that you could tell there was no sound. And and what Brandon's saying, it, it is kind of brutal with the killings and torture. It's it's actually really brutal, but it's not overly brutal. Like it wasn't like um, Passion of the Christ brutal. Let's just say that it kind of give gave what happened, and it didn't over exaggerate and just like throw a bunch of gore in your right. face or nothing yes. crazy. Yes. Like they still hammered it there and made you feel it, but they didn't like overkill this it. This is this is Scorsese, not Tarantino. So you, yeah, for he, sure, he, absolutely. And, and again, this is a passion passion tr- project for him. Like I said, it's been twenty five years in the making, so he's he's been trying to make it, and he he thinks of it as his best film. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, are he you, said that. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, so is that oh, basically? Are you good? Do you want me to? Go over some of the stuff I I like. Yeah, dude, go over. What yeah, you and if you have any more, we can obviously talk about it as well. But yeah, the, as you said with the the score, I mean, I was going to say basically, silence is a accurate title because uh, it yeah it uses little to to no score, and I just love how it uses the natural sounds, whether it be you know natural as in you know woods and just wind things like that, or just like the intimate sounds of breathing things like that it uses that and sounds in the environment to make certain scenes even more haunting um you know it's it's it makes you feel like you're actually there with them going through this tough situation they're all going through uh it's extremely effective uh having no score and i just like that it's also has like a a meta metaphorical silence that people may feel from a from a higher power or even uh silence from you know their government or world leaders i mean but these these aspects are more you know they're relatable whether you're religious or not i mean it's just something people you know think about or, or may feel sometimes um and then, I mean, obviously Scorsese. I mean, camera work, as you said, with all the shots, beautiful shots. Uh, love the 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 landscape of the you know of Japan. You felt like we went to Japan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't ever have to go to Japan. I feel like I, I mean, went that was there. just I, I can't say it enough. Visually yeah. stunning. I mean, and. It's just crazy how beautiful the layout well, is, and then just and it's, what's happening there, though. You're just right, like, yeah. It's it's a beautiful layout. You see the awesome Japan uh, landscape, but then it's mixed in with the horror that's happening yep, in that scene. Absolutely. Like it's just like you see this beautifulness, and then you see something terrible happening at the same time. It's just amazing what he was able to do with that. I mean, then yeah, I mean you had that one scene of just it's it's draped in fog, and then you have Japanese soldiers kind of marching into the village mm-hmm. slowly getting into more focus becoming more clear you know to the people in the village and the audience it just was very you know added to the yep. to the suspense um and then i mean obviously yeah the, the depictions of some some torture uh like i said physically and mental um 
But, uh, but yeah, it, it can be painful to watch, but like I said, not too over the top. Um, but yeah, all of this, the lack of the score just made those scenes just more impactful to me yeah. and just made you feel like you were right there in it. Yeah, Liam Neeson, it's a subtle performance, but I think he played off. He did I, I liked his scenes I, with Andrew Garfield. I think he played off Andrew Garfield's yeah. more like distraught character fantastically. I think he was more of Andrew Garfield's kind of inner voice, you know. Uh, but uh, and that, that's why I think he needed to lay back a little. But go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, man, and this is probably you're probably both gonna smack me, but I almost felt like his talking was more impactful to me. Like the talking at the beginning when he was like introducing the, what was going on and yeah. like it was his voice. I felt almost more impacted than that than when they had the couple scenes together. I kind of was just. I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I shouldn't say I'm not gonna use great because great would be it was a good performance. But forget about I, Morgan Freeman as a narrator. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's like, just have Liam Neeson narrate I mean, everything. I was literally, but but <laughs> I, I also <laughs> that's I, my I, next I, point. Yeah, I right. Was, yeah, I was gonna say I felt more impactful from his voice narrating than I did for him when he was actually on the. Screen. <laughs> I was gonna say we his get, voice, dude. We forget get, about we, Morgan Freeman. We get his Liam voice. Neeson voiceover. That's gonna voice make a, in the any beginning. any movie better. It'll catch your attention. For yes, sure. yes, absolutely. Um. And then uh one thing I'm worried about though is that the subject matter because this movie is 100% and the reason why we're not getting getting into too many details is because we don't want to do any spoilers it's based on a true story 100% one of the best movies of the year and I don't think the academy will pay even though yeah. it's Scorsese I think cuz the subject matter is too risky I don't think they'll pay enough attention yeah. to it so I don't well, think it's going to get nominated like crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll see. But yeah, let's let's get into that when we give our overall thoughts and more of the the negatives, I guess, if if there are any, if you guys have any. Um, but uh, but yeah, Gar Garfield's uh, just portrayal of just like a man basically slowly going to, into madness, you yeah. know, as his faith keeps getting tested. Um, yeah, his performance as the movie progressed, yeah. this guy crazy good even i mean even as so much as his, his wordless uh scenes you know when he's basically to like an insane cackle you know he's just like laughing yep. insanely yep. to like just yeah. looking and you know uh, has a hopeless look on his face as he's looking down from afar on onto a certain something um obviously don't want to give too much away but yeah definitely oscar worthy performance he's got two oscar worthy performances this year that's that's something to to be proud about but yeah adam driver uh, powerful performance. Uh, I didn't realize how much range he had as an actor. I mean, I, I haven't seen him in too much other than you know Star Wars, Star Wars. and um, there's a couple other uh, movies I've seen him in. But yeah, I didn't realize how much of a range he had. Thought his, uh, but yeah, Japanese actors, as you said. Oh my God, Japanese these actors, dudes, these dudes. And I actually had to put that as one of my negatives. No, 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 no. It's a negative and a positive. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah, let's. Japanese actors were amazing. But the unintentional humor, if it was not intentional, we were dying I, I, in the theater a couple I, times. I think it was intentional. I, I gotta say, I think it was intentional. Especially too. knowing Scorsese, he adds those silly, some like silly, I hope it was intentional to his movies. And and what Brandon brought out, like as a positive and a negative. The positive is is that these guys were so sinister and could kill anybody with like the flick of a thing finger. And not even you know care you know they can they can drown somebody they can light somebody on fire and they would they'd be smiling the whole time, and this guy actually had a couple of funny moments though because he was laughing so much and he was making all these kind of noises you know his name's Issy Ogata he plays in Issy Inquisitor. Ogata. 
But yeah, his delivery was just so unique and eccentric. Yeah. But yeah, it was he time, was great. Yeah. He was great, and I get what they were doing. But you know, they were kind of trying to make him funny, just to even make him more sinister. Like he does not care. He's even being funny right now. Right. You know. Yeah. Maybe. He's killing people like crazy. He was basically the villain of the movie. The guy that made the decision on which Christians would be killed or tortured. And he's laughing the whole time, and he's making these fun- <laughs> these funny sounds. And but yeah, I, that was kind of a little of my negative because it kind of killed the mood because I was so zoned in on the story, and then I was laughing for a minute, and then I was back to being zoned in. Well, I was about to say, man, that was like the point I was bringing out, though. But I mean, I, I like I said, dude, you're only getting literally a minute of comedy, and you're back to being depressed immediately. Dude, that was like the beautiful thing about yeah, it, bro. No, they you didn't. could not be happy. Dude, whenever they would find a little break of hope or something, like a little break, you know, he catches a break. Literally, I feel like three minutes later, you're back to him. Just yeah. You're like, oh, my. After you're dying laughing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was bad. I was still laughing when, like, us. I mean, there was one point where I was still laughing when literally after a scene happened, it went to something serious. It went started, to like, something serious, serious. And I was still kind of laughing, then I'm like, oh, crap. But every time his character came on, you were kind of like, will I laugh? Which character are you talking about? You know which character. The main uh, guy, Inquisitor. Okay, well, I was, Inquisitor. I, was, I was referring to the dude who kept... Um... Uh, could, okay, so yeah, that, then there was... The, so yeah, the two two main guys I was going to bring up was the Inquisitor and uh, Kichijiro was Oh, his, you were thinking of the guy that kept name. sinning? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I still think he did a phenomenal job because so you wanted to hate his character so much, but at the same time, you felt sorry for him, too. Yeah, and I think that takes a good actor to yep. make you feel that way. So I, I don't think everyone could pull that off. It's also a metaphor of how a lot of people are now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, watch that's, movie, that's the thing with this movie. I mean, there's, there, it's so thought provoking and you, it's a movie. You're, if you see it with people, you're going to stand in the parking lot talking about it. I know we do a podcast and this is what we, we do, but even if we weren't going to do this, we were going to be standing in the parking lot talking about this. I think it's just that kind of movie. You and know, so it's... was all the other people that were doing reviews. Yeah. I mean, we literally saw all the other critics outside in the parking lot talking about it. We talked to a, a fellow critic about it after the movie. I mean, yeah, we're was... all trying to go home and everyone's standing talking about it. Yeah, it's it, pretty much. And that's that's the that's the beauty of movies too. I mean, that's when you know a movie's doing it right is just when you actually, yeah. you know, are it's like I said thought provoking is the best term I can come up for it, but I I just love how Scorsese didn't just like he told the story and you take it how you want to take it. That's what I loved about it is that he didn't just like hammer what they did was right or what they did was wrong. You know, he just told the story and you take it how you want to take it. That's what I loved about yeah. it. But and, and and you you make the decisions throughout the movie for yourself, honestly. Yeah, and I just love just also another thing. I love just the courage and and bravery that was shown. Just skill again, it makes you you know come into question like what would you do? Like That's I said, when your when your integrity is tested, you know, with what, whatever you believe in, anything, you know, yeah. just when when that's tested, like what would you do? Uh, it's just crazy. Would you be that brave? Would you show that much courage? It's if it's Big definitely... Papa wanted to go see La La Land, would you yeah. show that much courage to right. not go? Would you? you go? Oh boy. Anyways, okay. Well, if I got to pick out a negative point on this, uh, well, uh, what's your negative? Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish here. Um, no, I, th- I think I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, all right. Wait, wait. No. I thought you were gonna throw out some more positives. Honestly, the whole movie's positive. I, I just, I just like love a the, couple I, points. I love I mean, the aspect that it it just evokes discussion and analysis, and oh, it, 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 it gets better the more you dissect it. Honestly, the more you look at it the more you think about your life. 
<laughs> and and that's it's it's honestly too much. It, yeah. The movie's honestly too much. <laughs> it's too much. It yeah. really is though. It's, right. it's it's really deep and it makes you think. Absolutely, you definitely, you definitely will think. I mean, if I gotta pick any complaint, I yeah, think all three of us. Yeah. I think all three of us pretty much agreed on it after the movie. This movie was two hours and forty two minutes, roughly. Yeah. There were certain scenes that dragged on that could have been reduced. We talked about we broke down a couple of scenes after the movie that you know they they put a little bit much too time on. I mean too the, much time on. The only could have been cut. To, totally agree with you. That's going to be you know one thing that I wish was the thing. But I, I the only thing is it's you his said, passion, passion project. project. He took his time with it. You know he he told the story he wanted to tell. So it's hard to fault him for that. But yeah, it, it could have could have been the, slight, for slight me that was mostly the beginning for me yeah and it was mostly the beginning when they went to japan like I, I you know we really don't see them we don't need to see them living in japan for an hour you know hiding out in japan for uh, an hour i I'm, just you know a half hour could have did it my, my biggest complaint man there should have been three chairs instead of four which to <laughs> me made it not indie enough so yeah there's just not indie enough not indie that's enough. that's the main thing three so chairs. i mean that's your main negative is just the length i mean yeah. it, it, and that's like i literally had a struggle and yeah if i had to pick something i mean I, i'll be honest with you then my other thing was i expected a little bit better for performance from neeson you know yeah that if I had to pick anything, to you me, know, he was the weakest out of all the characters. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was the weakest. Yeah. I know you kind of knew he wasn't going to be in it, too. But much. I just thought, you know, some people still scenes from just being in it. Yeah, no, minutes, and he didn't steal. And I just thought yeah. he was no, that's why, yeah, I would describe his performance as just subtle. So the whole yeah. time, Neeson, what you said was Neeson was the best with the Garfield, you know, yeah. uh, scenes. Right. The whole time, Neeson and Garfield were, were performing together. Garfield was stealing it. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, Garfield was definitely stealing his scenes there. But uh, I mean, w w did you have any negatives? My negative was just what Big Papa said. Uh, a little long in the beginning. A negative was a little bit of the unintentional humor, because I was laughing at at some points. But Brennan, you know, you kind of one up me on that because it did switch the tone really quick, and I wasn't laughing on the next scene. So you were right about that. But I, think, I just wasn't expecting to laugh at all. I, I, I so maybe that. that's why yeah. it threw yeah. me off. Like I was like I was not expecting it, to giggle it, at it, all and we just died yeah, laughing yeah, at a couple I mean, scenes. It yeah. definitely needed those tiny itty bit of lighthearted moments. So, there was even a lighthearted moment, I think, between Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver's character. There was a I forget exactly, but there was a, a little chuckle there. Yeah. Um but yeah, ma mainly the chuckles were with the Inquisitor. Yeah. But I, again I think that was intentional and I think that actor he should be considered, I think, even for Know, yeah, no, he should because he was so sinister. But like, like I said, it was just because I think it was a shock of me laughing. Oh yeah, in the movie yeah, at it's... all. But Brandon was right. Total next scene, I was serious again, like about to cry and seeing this brutality, and onto the next scene. Yeah, it was amazing. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, me the negative. Again, it's not even a negative because I think it it's forgiven due to it being his passion project plus. The more you think about it, it's just it, I think it needed to be that long to to have more of an, an effect on you. You know, you're slowly getting yeah. you know to where you know the these characters are. I mean, the ending uh, without giving much away, yeah, kind kind of drug for me um, after certain things happened. It, it drug a little. They 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 could have shaved down a lot of that, but but overall, I think this is just again. Thought. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Little trim on the beginning, little trim on the end. Yeah, the yeah. whole middle was was even, money. Even just yeah, yeah, tw 20, 20 minutes, I'd say. But yeah, I mean, there's it's, it's just love the love that. Like I said, it's it, you can analyze it afterwards, and 
discuss it. It, it. That's 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 the beauty. That's just what adds to a movie is just the discussion afterwards, the thought provoking themes. Just when we first came out, you said, "I don't know how much rewatchability." Honestly, I'll rewatch this movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch it as soon as it comes I, out. I definitely want to see it again. For you know, getting right out of it, just because it was so long, you're just like, wow, yeah, that was long. Yeah, it might not be very rewatchable, but yeah, I w- I definitely need to see this again. For sure. Um, and it might even go by faster this time around now that you know it happens and you're just kind of just appreciating everything. And this is the kind of movie with such uh, sensitive subject matter. But everyone comes out of it with a different opinion. That's what I like about it. You know, you're not like hammered, yeah. like, oh, I didn't like what they were saying. I didn't like what they were doing. You, no one will come out of this movie like that because it kind of leaves it up to you. And if you if you agree with the story, if you don't, you kind of agree with different characters take different routes, and you agree with what you want to agree with. So I can't see anybody coming out of this movie screaming, you know, blasphemy or anything like that because it's just telling the story and you agree with what you want to agree with and you will you say what you want to do, you know, in that situation but you'll never know what they went through. You'll never know. Yeah. Brandon, uh any overall thoughts and then a score on this uh, film? Well, overall thoughts. Great movie on so many levels. Uh this was another hot one. This is this is one that's going to be up there. I mean, this is something that like you said, we can't touch on it enough. The tone of the movie from start to end, it has your attention. Uh, that's the one thing I will say. I had my attention from start to end. Acting across the board cannot be stressed. From the well-known actors to the least-known actors, each one plays their roles to the fullest. I love how each player, each person played off each other throughout scenes. So many scenes, I can't even get in without spoiling stuff, but the way the actors played off each other, just uh, once you see the movie, you know what I'm talking about, but the way some of the actors looked at Garfield when they were doing stuff, that for like his support his his looking at him for that support you know and just him feeling that burden like just things like that when i was feeling their burden and i felt his burden trying to be that role model for these people and they're looking at him like we're doing this we, we know what we need to do and i was that killed me but it was done masterfully once again my, my overall thoughts please don't i mean i wouldn't bring your kids to this don't bring your kids to it definitely <laughs> serious subjects throughout the movie but i definitely appreciate it i'm gonna give that Solid. I mean, I don't even know. Well, we do trailers. I don't remember the last movie actually ranked, but man, I'm acting for me. I mean, Garfield for me. Driver. Man, I gotta give this thing an eight point seven. I want to give it a nine, but eight point seven. My man. All right. Well, yeah. Everything he just said. The acting was amazing. Flawless, basically. Um, directing flawless. Music for what was in it. Everything was flawless besides a couple of the negatives, it being a little too long. This movie stuck with me. It's still sticking with me. I'm going to go a 9 out of 10. And announcement, it's kicking 10 Cloverfield Lane off my list. It's going to make number 10. Announcement. It's going to make number 10 on my top 10 of the year. Just number 10, though, huh? You know, I don't have my list in front of me, but 10 Cloverfield (laughs) Lane was number 10, and it's way better than 10 Cloverfield Lane. I couldn't. It's really hard to kick off nice guys, but it's yeah, silence is on my list for one of the best movies of the year for yeah. sure. Top yeah. ten best movies. If it's not, they come. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna go down as you know one of Scorsese's best. Hands down, here he yeah, is. Absolutely. He's. I think he's pushing eighty at this point. But... If you could still make these movies at eighty years old, yeah. I mean, it's just like his career. It, this movie leaves a lasting impression on you, just like his career has done. Um, it's 
again, one of Scorsese's uh, greatest films, breathtaking scenes, thought provoking themes, um, just, uh, and even like you said, the performances are enough to make this a great film. When Scorsese has great performances, how, how can you go wrong with that? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's. Did you did you ever think of like what if Leo was in Andrew Garfield's uh, role at all? Yeah, did, honestly, I can't see anyone else no, in this role I, now. Andrew Garfield, I think this dude, is uh, for role, role wise, this is ten out of ten for Andrew Garfield. Dude, Andrew Garfield smashed this yeah. movie. If he gets nominated for Hacksaw, not this, it's done wrong because he is the he is I know, the man in Silence. Hacksaw Ridge was he was great in, in Hacksaw I mean, Ridge. Totally different I mean, character. Can you imagine? He could, and it's he, funny. technically he can get nominated for both. What's <laughs> funny is that both the movies he is like really spiritual really religious yeah yeah that's if you, a, that's if you ever think about like both and, his mo- both his roles he's like holding the bible you know he's a priest and, in one he's really religious in the other i kind of feel like maybe he goes to church in real life you know both <laughs> both in japan too both my man <laughs> that's what's i mean that's I crazy mean, that's crazy both not carrying a gun but <laughs> Uh, as I said in my written review on BlockbusterMentality.com, check it out. Uh, it's Our site is up, so check out BlockbusterMentality.com. Uh, thank you, Martin Scorsese. You've done it again. Can, uh, it, you know, can he do no wrong? No, we were honestly I mean, going to wait for our top ten for this movie. You ready for my rating? I'm ready. 8.5 out of 10. Mine's a nine. Okay, yeah. so I got the highest. Yep. So like you you 8. were eight point seven. Wow, Big Papa's higher than you. Wow. I know. I know. This. Oh. So yeah, if we it did was indie enough. If we did our top ten list, this probably would have been in it. I have nice guys at number ten. I might have bumped off one of my number my number nine or number eight spots just because I really want to keep nice guys in there just because it's more you know it's funny it's it's entertaining it's one of the most entertaining actual pure entertainment movies on my list that's why i think i can keep it on there but yeah silence silence definitely has to make room on that list for him to work on this movie for 25 years yeah can any other director pull this off is the question Mm. this subject matter and this story just knowing that he pulled it off right yeah it's it's scorsese at his finest right here shout out to the fog and shout out to the bear that got Fuck. Leo that, that Oscar last year. Shout out to the bear and shout out to the shout Oscar. Shout out to the bear. All Fuck. right. We haven't done movie news in a while. I know we, we want to catch you guys up on some uh, movie news. We're just going to go, you know, back to, you know, this past week. We're not going to, I don't even know how many weeks it's been since we've done movie news. But just want to get you guys up to date on what's happening in the world of movies. So, Brandon, cutting room floor, you ready? I am, sir. All right, what do we got for not, movie news? Not too much in today's, uh, this week's movie news. We got Shane Black's Predator. They added a key character. And when I say key, Keegan-Michael Key has joined what? the cast on Predator. I see what you did there. My uh, man. Uh, 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 oh. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Zoe Saldana, confirms she will be in Avengers Infinity Wars. Along with another confirmation, Tom Holland what? confirms today that Spider-Man will be in Avengers Infinity War. We're what? Doubting that. Aquaman director promises a fun direction for Justice League in the future. No more bleak and dark material. As you, as we know today, The Rock met with DC the other day, posted a huge thing on Instagram. He's saying that the future looks awesome. By the way, hot off the press, the next Green Lantern movie will have Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan together. Buddy cop movie. And... 
Liv Tyler, will she be returning for Avengers Infinity War? As you know, she played um, Betty Ross and the Incredible Hulk. So, hey, you keep the characters in, uh, in the same order. Yeah. And also, hot off the press, Deadpool 2. Expect a cameo from Colossus and, I always butcher her name, Megasonic Teenage Teen, Warhead. Teenage Warhead. So. Did you mention Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage is circling around Avengers Infinity War, but I don't know if he's been confirmed. Right, here right. Yes, Tyrion yeah. Lannister. Okay. Right, we're good to go. And also, it's been confirmed that Woody Harrelson will be appearing in the yes. next Star Wars fi- uh, spin-off film. Uh, the Young you guys Han- happy about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the, let me finish. Let me finish. The, the Young <laughs> Han Solo movie. Uh, Woody Harrelson will appear in that as a sort of mentor, kind of criminal uh, in that movie. So, which isn't a surprise. I mean, Han Solo technically is a criminal. So, no, I am I am completely happy about it. I think Woody Harrelson is a great choice, and it's kind of a big actor to have in these movies. I mean, typically Star Wars casts, you know, kind of lesser known actors, which I like. But I, I really love. I think this is a perfect choice for that. I mean, what do you think? No, I'm happy Woody Harrelson. Lately, everything he's touched, I, I think he smashed it. So, solid choice. He's, he's definitely one of the most well-rounded actors you can... I mean, what was a uh, Natural Born Killers, and then you throw him in, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the white teenage... Man can't, white Man Can't Jump, you got him... White Man Can't Jump, you got him in the new Planet of the Apes, you got him in the... Uh, True Detective, just... What's the new Teenage Girl movie that came Hunger out? Hunger Games? No, Hunger, the one you Hunger wanted to see. Oh, uh, 17, Edge 17, 17, yeah. yeah. Like, I, what I, can't this guy do? I so hear I'm he's great go. in that, so I can't wait to see him in that either. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. And War of the Planet of the Apes, he's going to be in this year. So he's, he's going to have a big uh, next couple years. Um, all right, so that is our news. That's basically our show. We're gonna, we'll do trivia next week. We we're going to do some trivia. But, uh, boy, yeah, we've, we're kind of short on time. But, uh, but yeah, great, great show. I'm so glad we were able to go see Silence coming out this week uh, in a wide release. We do have uh, Patriot's Day. Patriots Day is getting a wide release, but technically it is a 2016 film. Um, also coming out is a horror film. I know that. Uh, bye Bye Man. Uh, monster <laughs> monster Trucks. <laughs> Just Google that movie or something. We got wow. a screening for that tonight. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and then Sleepless with Jamie Foxx, which is kind of a taken uh, kind of, yeah. sp- not spinoff, but just... Definitely feels taken. Rip off. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those are the movies coming out. Box office predictions. I don't know. Whatever. Well, yeah. yeah. This week, I'm kind of... I mean, I think... It'll, it'll probably stay around the same. Yeah, I just think the only thing that's going to do anything is the first one you I said. Mean, you, you can't... Yeah, you can't underestimate horror. I mean, the first uh, reviews coming out for that are just... It's terrible acting. Terrible. terrible but it's a horror movie, so it's tell. it's going to get an audience. PG-13. Um, oh, no, I'm yeah. com- Patriots Day. I think Patriots Day will make some, some noise at the box office. Yeah, just Patriots topic Day. topic and what it is. But other than that, Live by Night is expanding too, but I think uh, Live by Night, uh, main release, biggest wide release will be probably next week, I think. Actually, our silent screener, there was a Patriots Day screener, screener at the same time, and that was longer line than us, yeah. remember? yeah. I know, so, yeah. So I, think it's, I think it's gonna make some noise at the box office. I mean, I've heard good things. It's just I really have no interest. I'll probably, I'm gonna probably yeah. check it out this weekend. I'm gonna try. If live by nights in our area, I might check that out too. But, sure. but Tuesdays, Tuesdays. Oh yeah, Tuesdays. 
Um, all right, that is our show, and I hear you're going to check out Split this weekend, possibly. I'm going to go see Split tomorrow night. All right, so we'll we'll be talking about uh, at least one of those movies next week. Any final thoughts, my my dudes? No, silence, negativity. What um, you know what I sh- what I think should take us out? Crickets. Which Matthew is going to be very happy about, my brother. Let's have, let's have this take it out, take us out today. Oh my God, this is being another biased thing, isn't it? Ah, uh, all right. Thank you for listening, your brother. To soft blockbuster your brother didn't mentality. Like this, <laughs> no, you did not. But soft blockbuster mentality. Oh, point. No, I'm just kidding. All right, guys, that is our show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, again, check out our website, blockbustermentality.com. It's nice and easy now. I don't have to say dot uh, wordpress dot org dot com dot I don't have to say all that. Just simply blockbustermentality.com. That's going to show whenever we have a new podcast up. It's going to have our podcast link. It's going to have our Twitter link. Everything you want to know about Blockbuster Mentality, go there. It's going to have reviews, news, everything uh, of the sort. Um, uh, tweet us at BlockbusterCast and email us at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Uh, for anything you want us to discuss on the show, any questions you have that you want to be featured on the show, let us know. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us on iTunes. We'd appreciate it. All right, fellas. That's our show. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Right. For Brandon and Vinny, I'm Ben Secord. Grab your popcorn. Grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs>